This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. And I am Jamie, and neither of us are prepared, so we're going in the fuck out of this episode, people. Well, no, guess what, though? What? It's like our third year, officially, now. Oh, shit. It's July. Is, is it our podcast it's the end of July. anniversary? Yeah, just about. I think we're pretty close. I think it was like the 20-something or other. But by the time this one comes out, it'll have been in that one. It'll yeah. be our anniversary. Yeah. So how about that? We three, three years we've been at this. Three fucking years. Yeah, three years. We're just like, hey, we're doing this thing. It's happening. I can't believe it. I, I can't believe we stuck with it. We are long. fucking champions. I just think we, we really stuck. We don't stick with shit for that long. <laughs> well, I do. I really don't. What do you mean? I don't stick with things for that long. Like I get bored really fast. I'm not bored of this yet. No? No, I get bored really fast of things. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, when it's time to come here, I'm like, fuck. But then once I get here and we start going, <laughs> I leave here so happy and I feel an accomplished. Plus, we get to, like, hang out for a minute. Right. We're like, oh, we get to, you know, talk about stuff or sins and shit. But, um, so this weekend was your daughter's baby shower. People, I spent $400 on catered food and that shit was bomb. It was, and it's so funny, like, <laughs> I didn't get a single piece of dipped fruit. No? Not a single piece. It was good. I wanted one piece of those pineapples so bad, and there was none in there when I got there. I didn't do the pineapple, I did the strawberry. But I said to Melissa, I was like, I even ate your um, vegetarian pizza. She was like, oh, I didn't make that. I was and like, Terry, oh, never mind. And Terry made veggie pizza. I know, but I was like, I've never had it before. It's it's not really pizza. It's, it's like some weird thing. Right. I don't know. So, it's good, though. So, Aunt Terry used to make that for Katie when Katie was little. Oh. It would be something that she would just make for Katie to snack on so she didn't have, she had something, but it doesn't, it wasn't sweets or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So, Katie used to go over Aunt Terry's every door night. So, on Tuesday, she would hang out with Aunt Terry, and Aunt Terry would watch her. Well, apparently, Katie fell in love with this veggie pizza. And she called Aunt Terry and was like, for my shower, can you make veggie pizza? And there was so many people raving about it. It was really good. Like, it was funny. Who was it? Lester was like, go ahead, try it. Go ahead. You know you want to. Just try it. And he's like, look at me dead in my eye and won't blink. And I'm like, all right. I fucking love Lester. It was so funny. He was like, go ahead. And I was like, I don't know. There's like, you know, stuff on it. I don't just, just eat it. Just go. Just pick up a piece. It's good. You like it. Go. Try. Like he kept doing that to me. But like, you know, staring me dead in my eyeball. Like it wouldn't like release the eyeball. You know, I was like, oh, you're gonna, I'm going to try some. Like, and I like you to be like, it's really good. He was like, told you. Told yeah. you. Like that. Like, I wish you could have seen like the yeah. way he was looking at me. The way he's, he's like, I told you. I'm like, why are we causing trouble? Taco has been eating tacos for three days. <laughs> like, oh, oh, because you brought it home? Well, I had so much. It was $400. Yeah. We're eating that shit. Oh, no, I know. And you know what else I thought was really good? Cornbread. I've never had um, cornbread that was, like, moist before. First of all, ew. Second, I know I said moist, but what do you want me to say? Second of all, what kind of cornbread are you having? Like, from the Jiffy Pop kind. Or no, Jiffy, not Jiffy Pop. The Jiffy The Jiffy Pop. No. And it's always crumbly. It's never like, I will have like to, that. I will have to make you my cornbread. Well, I tasted that and I was like, oh my God, that was good. So I had like two pieces of that. Right. And then I had a chocolate covered strawberry. Oh, 
I didn't think I would like the street corn salad thing either. Uh-huh. And I was pleasantly surprised that I thought that was really good, too. Mm-hmm. It had, like, veggies in it. It had cilantro in it. But, yeah, that shit was fucking amazing. I was like, you know what? Um, This was worth the money. And it was Melissa. And she put so much care and love into mm-hmm. her shit. I love that you um helped her with her business. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, and it's so cute. I always see her posting in the Hocus and Gossip Girls. Uh-huh. And um, she, like, shows, like, hey, I'll be in your area on Thursday if anybody wants anything. Check yeah, out she the does, menus. like, meals, meal preps and things. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she does a lot. And so Melissa used to own with, oh, the her, cube. with her ex, The Cube. Yep, I and remember that. And The Cube that always was fun. had really good food. Yeah. So when Sean, you know, ruined that for us. Um, <laughs> I know. I never, I never did get to figure out like what happened. When Sean destroyed an economy for love. <laughs> when he broke up a marriage. When he, when, he, when he was like, you know what? I'm just, you know what though? Like, she's like a fox. And I'm like, yeah, she's beautiful. Sean's like, okay, like, he's got a great personality, but they don't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't put them together. She's beautiful, and they complement each other very well, and Melissa is very loving, and she's a great mom, and she does her thing, and she's fucking badass in that kitchen. And she's having the August birthday party. Okay. The August birthday party. Um, So, the food there is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. So, Katie better not have this baby during the August birthday party, because if I don't get to Well, what is that going to be? Uh, I don't know. It's somewhere on here. <laughs> I love how you're like, baby, she better not have her baby. Well, first of all, we you had the baby shower, and that was really wonderful. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, she got so many great things. Kathy came through with the whole little baby Jordan thing. She I know. She hasn't shut up about them since. I had actually said to Kathy, I was like, oh, good morning, little miss. I took over the entire baby shower with my present. She was like, stop it. And I was like, you know you did. Like she that. did. Like, Katie was... So, Katie thought Paco would buy the baby his first pair of Jordans. Oh, is that why but, she kept, uh, she wanted him to see them but so But Paco, she says, she, Paco listens and she said, I don't understand why people buy baby Jordans because they're just going to grow out of them. But then did you see her fucking face when she opened those goddamn Jordans? Yes. And Kathy couldn't help herself. She was like, oh my God, these are so cute. Oh my God. Like, she had like such a fun time, like getting her, her stuff. Right. I was like, I was like, Kathy has boys and they always look good. Mm-hmm. Like, they always look good. So, except for Grayson, sometimes he's got bad hair. But for the most part, <laughs> Grayson's got a new girlfriend. I know. Grayson's got a girlfriend. Hayden's got a girlfriend. But Stella's it's so funny. So, look, I got to tell you real quick. So, what was it? Thursday, we get in the car. We get to our first house, and he calls. And he's like, and she just put tires on his car for him. Uh, well, one of them is dead flat. And she's like, what the shit? Like, and he was like, yeah, we're supposed to go to Wilmington. We're supposed to do all this and they sound like they're high, like him and his girlfriend. But they don't do drugs. They don't even drink anymore. He doesn't even drink anymore. He oh, doesn't shit. drink. He gave it all up. Doesn't drink. Doesn't do anything. It's completely. And I'm like, so you sound like that sober? Yeah. Like it sounded like the highest motherfucker ever. Like him and Snoop Dogg just roll dogs. You know, it was just crazy. I'm like, oh my dear God. So I thought that was pretty funny. And she was like, okay, I'll get you like an Uber. And I'm like. I'd be telling that kid to fuck off. Like, he moved out. Right, he's got a job. Why am I helping you get in anything? Like, I just put tires on your car. I'm sorry that one of them's flat. Call AAA, motherfucker. Like, you know, at what point in time do we stop, like, licking our kids' assholes and let them feed from the tea? I don't know. Have you? Well, I mean, Christopher forced himself out of here. Well, I mean, he's in the Marines. I mean, I just don't know that I would be telling him what to do. 
Let me tell you how today I was cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. Before I left, I was putting a roast in the crock pot, and I dropped a whole bottle of Worcestershire sauce onto my foot, and oh. it bounced off my foot and shattered all over my fucking kitchen floor. Oh, my God. So now my kitchen floor is really sticky, uh, even though I tried to wipe it up. Yeah. And my foot is over here tingling for a second. I'm like, I don't want to take this shoe off, because I don't know if I got a big nasty bruise where I dropped a whole bottle of Worcestershire sauce on it. Oh, my God. But anyway, back to the baby shower. So the baby shower was awesome. Really good food. So many great people were there. Oh my god, people. So It I'm, was so great to see Carrie. Yes. And the babies. Layla was all up in your purse. Yes, Layla was pickpocketing yes, my purse. Yes, she was like, I'm going to go through all this shit. Yeah, I thought that was so much fun. And she was like, thanks. Because yeah. you were just letting her do it. And well, because like, I knew she wasn't going to get far. I wasn't like, going to let her get far. And Rachel wasn't letting her go don't far. Don't let her do that. But she did not care. She was up in your purse. Yeah. Smiling at you the whole time. Uh-huh. You can't resist that child, that face. That, oh, she's, she's just so, so cute with a little cute. pig. She had these little tiny little pig tails on Those top of her, her head. Those are devil horns. Yeah, she was really cute. And it was nice. I got to see your sister because I didn't see Carrie, like, in forever. Um, and she, before she left... <laughs> she was getting ready to leave. She was like, I guess I'm going to have to get on J-Date. I was like, oh my God. I was like, the I people of the podcast her. would love that. Well, I had said earlier, because Katie was pulling out all these striped outfits, and I was like, oh, he's going to have so many striped outfits, he's going to look like he's in jail, and Carrie's going to love him. <laughs> and then and she, and she was like, Jamie, I'm so upset because I, I was like, Carrie? I was like, where's Donnie? I asked, and she was like, we broke up. I said, Carrie, there's somebody out there that is amazing and is worthy of you. You're mm-hmm. beautiful. You're strong. Go out there and find them. I was like, you should probably think of, you know, maybe unsubscribing to your gold subscription to JD. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe, just maybe, you should go on Christian Mingle. <laughs> Oh my god. Could you imagine my sister on That's like the land of the slaughter on that one. And she is so influenced by her men. Like, she would be like. I, I Carrie can't be on Christian Mingle. I, she, I don't ever foresee her being a good little Christian. I'm sorry. So, anyway, as we're opening these gifts, I look at my daughter and I say, Baby, if you want to drop this baby after these presents, that's fine by me. Let him come. It was a joke. <laughs> it was a fucking joke. <laughs> so I go outside. I'm trying to smoke a cigarette because I'm a dirty smoker. And I think I was talking to my aunt, Cheryl. I was talking to Sanaya's mom, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And I was Sanaya going, wasn't there. No. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> she was okay to ask me for money the other day. Did you say something to her? Did you call her and be like, what the actual no, fuck? No. No? Oh, okay. So I leave. I go inside. And my daughter is in there. Throwing up. My friend Jen, who's a nurse, is in there counting her fucking contractions. So, my daughter leaves her baby shower to go to the hospital to find out that she's four freaking centimeters dilated. And they sent her the hell home. I know. I was like, oh, man. Me and my mom were, like, talking on text. And she was like, they're going to keep her. This is it. And I was like, I hope they do. Because Dan determined she was to have this freaking baby in Baltimore. Poor Jamie's going to have to go to Baltimore. Right. So I talked to her before I got here, and she's like, I've been throwing up. I'm not feeling well. And I was like, did you talk to your doctor? She's like, she's not going to do anything because it's just me throwing up. She was like, if I go into labor, I'll call you. And I'm like, well, I'm about to podcast. She was like, then I guess I'm going to interrupt your motherfucking podcast, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Don't curse at me. Oh, God. Don't curse at me. Oh, God, that's so funny. 
I think she made out really well, though. Like, at one point, you were like, oh, my God, could you hurry up? Can we just open these later? Like, you were right. over it. There you were sweating. So you were over it. Many. She got so many sentimental gifts. She got the little wagon that was outside. I don't know if you saw the little radio flyer wagon. Oh, and then I did. I think I did see it, actually. So the wagon it. actually was Dave's wagon. Oh, my God, was it? It was Dave's wagon that he got to put babies in to do photo shoots. Oh, God. So Jess was like, I feel like if he were here, that baby would be in that wagon. And he would take so many pictures of the baby because him and Katie were so cute. Close, yeah. She needed to have this wagon. Right. And she was like, and then when this baby is big enough, I'm going to take pictures of this baby in this wagon. Oh, my God. You're making me cry. So then. So for any of you that don't know, our friend Dave passed away. And they were, he just, those two were always going back and forth. Remember when he was like trying to make fetch happen? The word fetch and she was like it's not happening Dave fetch it's not happening <laughs> my favorite Dave quote to Katie was <laughs> we were playing cards against humanity and somebody threw double penetration <laughs> and Dave looked at Katie and Katie was 12 and he goes Katie do you know what double penetration is? oh my god <laughs> Katie do you know what taint is and I'm like Dave <laughs> At this point, she's like, yeah, I know all of it. Because she's, you know, been around you and Ron at that point. You and Ron were together. So, and he, his dumb ass forgot. He was supposed to be there. Katie was crying because she was like, where the hell are you? And he was like, oh, baby, I forgot. Yeah. And then he calls me, like, an hour after we were in, while we were, like, the half hour into opening the presents. He was like, are you going to be there much longer? Fuck, no, we're not. And we ended up being there much longer, just so you know. Everybody ended up being there much longer. <laughs> so then... Um, well, Kira's got that cute little setup with the outside living room. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that was nice. I love that they had that fan think, up there. I think I offended Ron when I said, let Kathy in the fucking gazebo. She's too bougie to out for be outside. And I meant that with all the love in the world. Like, she's bougie. Don't let her be outside in this heat. Her hair will frizz. <laughs> <laughs> and I made my Aunt Cheryl move over and had Kathy sit down on the couch because I wanted her inside where it was nice yeah. and cold. Uh-huh. <laughs> It was out of love, and Ron was like, Charlie. Did he? Yeah, he was like, because oh, I called her bougie. Have you met her? <laughs> She's not that bad. She's not. But she, she'll get into some shit, man. She could care I, less. I want her in the coolness. Yeah. I and know she looked she too meant. pretty to be sitting outside. Yeah, and she was all color coordinated in her, like, navy gray. Right. So or not I navy gray, navy her, blue. I wanted I mean. her in the nice, cool gazebo. Yeah. So um, then Katie got three different homemade blankets. Mm-hmm. She got one from Sally's stepmom. She got one from Aunt Barb, and she got one from somebody else in her family, um, her dad's side. And then she got that little bear chair that my mm-hmm. dad made. And not only did my dad make it, my aunt Terry's first husband, who was my favorite uncle ever, who passed, mm-hmm. he helped my dad make it. I did hear about that. Yeah, I was there for that. And then she cried for that. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Oh my god!" I love how you were though. You're like, "All right, come on, let's go." Let's wrap it up. Let's go. I was like, oh my God, can you knock it down? You're like, bitch, I'm sweating up here. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, and then I was like, I was like, Lee, are you opening anything? And I felt so bad because Katie was doing all of it. And he was just taking it and putting it in bags. I was like, I don't know how they're going to get it all home. I'm and like, did Angie's, she bring her little tiny car up here? Angie's, uh, I want to say little girl, but she's not. She's trans. So Angie's little Axel uh, was great. She moved right, he moved right over there and started, they, her pronouns are they and them. But they 
moved right over there and started picking up paper and putting it in the trash, had the little trash collector. I was like, you're going places, kids. Oh, wait, was that the one that was in the corner? Yeah, she with was. With the hat? Yeah, she was collecting. Oh, okay. She was I, collecting the trash I for I thought me. that was like Lee's brother or something. No. They look like they could have. Well, that's. So yeah. Katie and Lee look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Um, Axel, who used to be Sammy, mm-hmm. has a lot of hollowball features. Okay. When when she was little, they used to think that she was mine. Oh, really? That's how much we favor each other. Mm. So Katie and Sammy actually look a lot alike. No kidding. Oh, my so, God. That's nice. Yes. So they sh- they were over there doing their thing, and I was like, this is really great. Like, everybody is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was so helpful. And then I was freaking out because I didn't know where the cupcakes were, and then you were like, let's go not go get the cupcakes, and you went and got the cupcakes. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I still have cupcakes. You should have brought them. I should have brought them every year. I still have fucking cupcakes. I still Where have. Where did I them for you? I still have corn salad. Like, I still have so much food, but it's it's going to go away. I'm going to throw it away. Paco's like, we can use the ground hamburger for spaghetti sauce. We're not doing that. Is it already, I mean, is it spice? It's already cooked. Yeah, it's got taco seasoning in it. I was going to say, I don't know that I would want to do spaghetti with that. I don't know, but I'm, I'm done with all the food. Oh, my God. You know what? I swear to God, the only thing I have done at this point. I'm not going to lie to you, is, like, I just save food stuff, like, all the time. Girl, I've got, like, nothing on here. I know. This is awful, but I, or neat, but I did get, there's these people called the Just the Bells, and there's, like, ten of them, like, ten people, but I think they're, like, foster kids and stuff, uh, and she oh, teaches yeah, you how yeah, to, like, cook them. Just the Bells. Just the Bells. Just the Bells. It is, there's, the one Gideon is her actual child. Yeah, well, she and it's then like, oh my god, bubbles. Speaking she of, has geez, bubbles. eight boys, yeah. eight boys and two girls. <laughs> I follow them. Do you? Well, she was teaching us how to do chicken crock pot Alfredo. Chicken crock crock pot chicken Alfredo. Yeah. Oh my god. So I was like, oh my god. Like, well, for some reason, I woke up this morning when his alarm went off, and his alarm initially went off at like three or something like that, and I was like, babe, babe, babe. And then he turned it off and then fucking didn't wake back up again until oh, shit. 4.32 or something. And he had to be at work at like 5. Oh, shit. So he was like, oh, my God. So he's like running around. He's like, I hate running. And I just couldn't get back to sleep after that. So I had been up and I've just been doing nothing but painting. And the people came this weekend to look at the house. So I think I'm going to get like finally get my deck and my gazebo and everything put in. Like, I've just been busy. What? This just came across my news break. <clears throat> Amazon employee dies at the fulfillment center during Prime Day. Where? Which one? In New Jersey. Oh my god, okay. It says an Amazon employee died in New Jersey fulfillment center during the online retailer's massive Prime Day sale event. According to Huffington Post, labor reporter Dave Jamieson, it's not Jamieson, it's Jamieson, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration confirmed the death occurred at an Amazon facility... In Carteret, New Jersey, the agency is investigating the incident but provided no further details. We're deeply saddened by the passing of one of our colleagues and offer our condolences to his family and friends during this difficult time. Spokesperson Sam Stevenson said in a um, statement to Rolling Stone, We've contacted his family to offer support and will provide counseling resources to employees that need additional care. Representative for both OSHA's Office of Communication as well as New Jersey's regional office that services the Fulfillment Center could not be reached for comment. 
The Amazon Labor Union, which represents warehouse employees in Staten Island, New York, did not return Rolling Stone's request for a statement. The retail giant has repeatedly come under fire for what current and former employees claim are unsafe and illegal labor practices. Yeah, they are. Ranging from lack of proper COVID-19 protection protocols to discrepancy in employee benefits. The National Employment Law Project found the turnover rate for warehouse workers at Amazon facilities in California was over 100% in 2017. In 2021, Amazon spent $4.3 million trying to snuff out pro-labor sentiment among its employees. According to the Associated Press, Amazon does not disclose Prime Day sales numbers, but industry analysts suggest the company hoped this year could help Amazon make up for the disappointing quarterly loss it posted in April. It's first since 2015. Mm. So, I used to hire for Amazon. Mm-hmm. I used to hire for Amazon. I used to do the um, the orientation for Amazon, and I've actually worked on the floor in Amazon. Mm-hmm. I worked on the floor in Amazon when they first opened way back when, before Katie was born. I think I was pregnant with Katie when I started at Amazon. Okay. Um. And that was, that was the small one in Newcastle. The one in Middletown is 1,014,000 square feet or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's so big, it has another Amazon inside of it where they print the books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love when I get my books sent to me. They don't have, like, sections for people to work. You are literally walking. Yeah. Walking. You walk 15 miles a day mm. if you work at Amazon. You get two 15-minute breaks, and they are so fucking, what's the word, strict, mm-hmm. that if you were even a minute late, you get a point. You only get, like, five points with Amazon before you're fired. Oh, wow. So, Amazon is ridiculous. It is fucking awful. There are people that love it, but most people who work there fucking hate it. Really? And it's awful. And I used to hire for seasonal help for the peak season, which is coming up. It's usually September to December. Yeah. And they will promise promise these people that if you do a great job, you will become a blue badge and you'll get all these great benefits and this and that. And then a week before Christmas, they'll have the temporary aid people at the temporary services that hire them, these people to call them and fire them. So you are personally responsible taking away these people's dreams right before Christmas. Mm. So, I mean, I'll order from Amazon when I absolutely have to, but if I can get it at another store, I will. I always order from Amazon. I feel like I'm now, like, the person who's, like, ruining people. But you're not. You're not. This There's a choice to work there. There's a choice not to work there. And these people choose to work there. Don't forget the she's getting ready to eat these I know chocolate covered almonds. I know. They're going to be all gross they're on my hands, dirty. but I don't care. Oh, my God. I want two. Only two. I can't get it open. I mean, I don't have any trail mix. I don't know what the fuck Bruce is thinking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't get any more trail mix. I didn't get any more trail mix for you. I'm so sorry. Um, let me see. Have you guys heard this one? Hold on. Listen to this. This is from this guy. His name is Bruce Harper. And... He goes to get his mom all, like, fired up. It's on one of my reels. And I cannot stop listening to it. Like, I actually saved it because it's so fucking funny. Now, I just want to set this up for you. You can't see what he looks like because he's, like, from his point of view. And he's walking into his mother's house. His mother is in the kitchen at the sink. 
and let's go from there. You have your sneakers on? Put your sneakers on. For what, Joe? You know the guy down the block that always talk shit to me? Yeah. Is, 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 I, I'm going to go fuck him up, but he's outside with his mother. I don't want her to say something and jump in. So if she says something, you got to do something. I'm going to fuck that bitch up. I'll show you. I've been waiting for this fucking day. That's open up all the time. I'll show you how that fucking bitch. Hey, 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 hey. I'll show you. Ask now, I'm telling you, she's probably 70 years old, and she does not give a single flying shit. You guys have to look it up. I cannot stop laughing at it. I was listening to this morning, like, after Bruce finally did get up and he went to work, I was just, like, scrolling because I just could not go back to sleep. And then not only that, but freaking Walmart. Like, I ordered something from Walmart. Like, I ordered new bedding from Walmart. And they texted me this morning at 6.20 being like, oh, good good news. Your stuff's coming in from Walmart today, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so I try to go back to sleep. Well, then Wayfair calls because I ordered that buffet. So the buffet's coming and they're like, we'll be there in 25 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? It's 635 in the morning. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Wait, you had to bring that thing in by yourself? No, they actually brought it in and put it in the living room. And then Jonathan and I unpacked it. But the amount of styrofoam that was in that thing. I was like, what is It exploded everywhere because I had to break all the styrofoam down. Oh my god, so... We're best friends. I know, you and Bubbles are, like, best friends. You guys, I have to, like, start Lainey posting stuff about it. Lainey has not given me any love. Well, where is Lainey? Lainey's gone. Oh, that's because Daddy's home, so she took the hell off. But, um, yeah, so it exploded all over my house. There's styrofoam everywhere. I'm like, oh my god, come on. Alright, so, what do you got? Um, let's talk about R. Kelly. Oh, that's right, alright, alright, alright. Yep, yep, yep. So we're gonna talk about R. Kelly, people. Excuse me, Bubbles. Excuse me. Thank you. Bubbles. Um, well, we're going to talk about R. Kelly and how that he is getting ready to marry one of his alleged victims. Mm. How old is she now, though? <laughs> R. Kelly reportedly got engaged to one of his alleged victims before his sentencing. R. Kelly was convicted of multiple sex trafficking crimes in September and sentenced to 30 years in federal prison last month. But before he was sentenced, one of his alleged victims claimed the two are actually engaged. And he's oh anything but an abuser. Jocelyn Savage was on the R&B artist girl was one of the R&B artist girlfriends who have stuck by him through his legal proceedings. A letter to U.S. District Court Judge Ann Donnelly on June 13, Savage pleaded for leniency towards Kelly, while also revealing the two were set to be married. My name is Jocelyn Savage, and I'm Robert Kelly's fiance. Oh. She wrote, huh. um. I'm writing this letter in support of Robert in advance of his sentence um, so I can explain to the court that I am not the victim that the government has portrayed me to be. Savage didn't say when the two had gotten engaged and didn't share any other details. My relationship with Robert is amazing, Savage wrote. He is the best thing that's ever happened to me. We have a very special connection and are deeply in love. I still support Robert to this day because I love him and I always will. Robert is not the Mm. monster that government has described him to be. The Robert I know is very sweet, gentle, and kind when he's not pissing on teenagers. I know, right? At the end of the day, he always made sure that I'm taken care of and any other woman he was with as well. Robert and I are deeply in love, and it breaks my heart that the government has created a narrative that I'm a victim. I'm a grown woman and can speak for myself, which is what I wanted to provide this letter to the court. She's a grown woman now. Right. Savage previously had stood up for Kelly, including in a high-profile CBS interview with Gail King in 2019 alone. 
what the hell, oh lady? Oh, my God, lady. <laughs> she just scared the piss out of me. I know, I'm like, really, right now, of all the things, seriously? Oh, my God, the deaf dog's like, oh, it's time to bark now. Azriel and Clary, another of Kelly's living girlfriends at the time, both young women defended their relationship with the I believe I could fly singer and disputed their family's allegations that they were being held against their will. But were they young, though? Like, oh, right. I know, that's what I'm wondering. Would you stop your shit? Come on. Oh, my God. Now the one needs to outside. Oh, All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to continue. Although sex was certainly a weapon that you used, it is not the case about sex. It's a case about violence, cruelty, and control. The judge told the dis- disgraced singer at his sentencing while, he, while also ordering him to pay a $100,000 fine. Kelly's, whose real name is Robert Sylvester Kelly, again came face-to-face with his accusers during the sentencing hearing in Brooklyn as several of the women recounted the pain he inflicted on them, telling him that they are no longer the preyed-on individuals they once were. You made me do things that broke my spirit. I literally wished I would die because of how low you made me feel. Do you remember that? One woman asked the fallen R&B star in Brooklyn court as he awaited sentencing. Shit. You made me do things. Did you hear that? No, one of the I'm victims, sorry. One of the victims said, you made me do things that broke my spirit. I literally wished I would die because of how low you made me feel. Do you remember <gasps> that? One woman asked the fallen R&B star in Brooklyn court as he awaited sentencing. Well, Kelly... Well, R. Kelly, do you see something wrong with your bump and grind now? Oh, That makes me so sad. It is. And he's probably got these two other girls. They probably got Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, probably. You never know. Especially if they've been groomed for a long time. Right. You just never know. I forgot I to check how long um, this he was getting sentenced. How, does, how long did the sentence Thirty years. He's 30 years in? Is he appealing already? No, he's got a sentence of 30 years. I mean, I didn't know if he was trying to appeal it yet or not. Or if he know. was or wasn't or whatever that might be. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, well, there was this story on the Daily Mail. <laughs> it says, Toy Story, Brazilian woman who fell in love with a rag doll. Her mother made her reveals. They welcomed a child together after getting married. What? I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. What? Bubbles? She is, I swear to God, her mother... It's it's ridiculous. Like you gotta look at look at these pictures. Well, you know the woman who married the ghost pirate is now like divorcing him, right? No. The one who swears it looks like Johnny Depp uh-huh. from the Pirates of the Caribbean. She's divorcing him. She's divorcing him. Alright, well let me read this because this is absolutely Apparently fucking ridiculous. he's abusive. Shut the hell up. Are you serious? You're kidding me, right? I can't make this up. I'll look it up while you'd read that. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Marathon Roca Moraes, 37, from Brazil, met the love of her life after complaining to her mom about being single and having nobody to dance with. Her mom created Marcello, the ragdoll, and it was love at first sight as the pair enjoyed a whirlwind romance. Oh, Jesus Christmas. Oh, my God. Like, they really got married. Like, she really put his ass in a tux, and she got into a wedding. Oh, my God. However, after only a few months, Marathon found herself pregnant. But not wanting to have a baby out of wedlock, the pair decided to get married in a ceremony which was attended by 250 people. Having spent their week-long honeymoon at a beach house in Rio de Janeiro, the couple waited anxiously until their offspring arrived. She gave birth, in quotes, in just 35 minutes at home with a doctor and nurse on site while live-streaming the event to an audience of 200 people. Shut the fuck up. 
After only a few months of dating the rag doll, blah, blah, blah. oh my god, that's just so funny. Despite living happily as a family, Maravone says she is struggling to pay the bills as the only breadwinner. <laughs> Maravone said it was a wonderful day for me. Very important, very emotional. He is a man I always wanted in my life. Married life with him is wonderful. He doesn't fight with me. He doesn't argue. And he just understands me. Marcello is a great and faithful husband. He is such a man and all women envy him. Oh, my God. No, nobody's envying anybody. He's a fucking rag doll. He doesn't speak because his mouth is made of string, bitch. I'm just like, oh, my God. And I, I can imagine what his dick is made of. I, I don't understand how any of this is working. Ugh, like, this people. Is making sense. People, you're crazy. And so then it says, oh, my God, oh, my God. When my mom made Marcello and first introduced me to him, I fell in love with him. It what? was love at first sight. Her mom made her a husband? Mm-hmm. She made that whole entire thing. Like, it's almost as tall as her, and it's like, but it's stuffing. It's like stuffed man. Did she make him a... A hoo-ha? I don't know. It was because I didn't have a foro dancer. I don't know where that is. It's F-O-R-R-O. I would go to these dances, but wouldn't always find a partner. Then he entered into my life, and it all made sense. The wedding was a wonderful day for me. Very important, very emotional. It rained a lot, but it was wonderful. Like, she's really dressed up, and, like, she went all out. Like, she's in a wedding dress, has her hair done, makeup done, the whole fucking thing. And that's Marcello. And I'm like, okay. And then this is them. They go out. They're on their honeymoon. She drug him out to a restaurant. <laughs> this fucking... He's in the fucking pool. <laughs> and then he's, he's in the pool. He's gonna get moldy. <laughs> I'm, like, not understanding. From the moment I walked down the aisle to the end, it was just beautiful. Then went to the wedding night with my husband, Marcello, and we enjoyed our wedding night a lot. He has so many great qualities, but the only downside is he's lazy. He doesn't work at all, but I'm a warrior, and I keep it going for us. However, her story takes an even stranger turn when she recounts having a baby with her doll husband. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> After gaining one stone and four pounds during pregnancy, they quotes again, Maravone welcomed her doll child, Marceline Ho. Marceline Ho. I swear Shut to God. The fuck up. Into the world on May 21st and says the birth, in quotes, was pain-free. Are we so desperate? Are men so, like, not ap- not palatable that we are now marrying things like the Eiffel Tower and... Oh, my God. We'll just look. She added... pirates and red dolls. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is out there. Men. Men. You better step up your game. You better do like, something. Like, you have just been replaced by a doll that her a mama made. A stuffed ball. And not even a good doll either. It's not like the kind you get off the internet where they have like a pee no, and I shit. No, I think its face is drawn on. It, it is. It's draw- It's Well, it looks like it's like yarn. Oh. It's yarn. Yeah. So it said she added, it's true. Marcello got me pregnant and he didn't take care of himself and he didn't use a condom. He got me pregnant. I took the test. It was positive. I couldn't believe it. And as for the labor, Maravone claims that she really experienced giving birth, although it's not clear why. She said, I didn't feel the contractions in pain. Despite it being physically impossible, she claims that it was like a real birth. Seeing the placenta and the umbilical cord and the blood made it all real, she said. Did her fucking mom knit the placenta? <laughs> I, I think so. Baby, could you just hold off on this delivery for a second? Mommy is tired and I need to finish your placenta. I, <laughs> I just cannot find the right color yarn to crochet. <laughs> He was here in 35 minutes, and he is great. It really upsets me when people say this is fake. It makes me so angry. I'm a woman of character. My father, my mother, taught me to be honest, to be a good person, and not want to take advantage of anything. Bitch, you're lying to yourself. Look, it looks like a little tiny... It looks like a little tiny him. I cannot. Fuck, no. It looks like a little tiny him. This has got to be fake. 
It is absolutely. I mean, it's well, obviously it is, but it's like this but is, is it? this is world news daily report worthy. It is though. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not understanding oh. how that's even remotely possible that somebody's allowing that to go on. Like she needs to be locked the fuck up. Mm. And that was the end of that story. But you guys, you got to go look on the Daily Mail, and they posted it on uh, June twenty second. That's okay. how kind of old, I, how long I've had this, and it got stuck down there, so. So, update. Last year, me and Danielle talked about this woman who was getting ready to marry, like, this 300-year-old pirate. <laughs> well, apparently, it says, Irish woman who married to the, who was married to the ghost pirate divorces him through exorcism. Oh, my God. Yep. Amanda Teague, the Irish woman who made headlines after marrying the ghost of a pirate in 2016, has revealed that she has divorced her ghost husband using exorcism. Teague, a native of Coldouth, appeared on the British talk show this morning on July 22nd to recount her unusual relationship with Jack, a ghost from the, a ghost pirate from the 1700s, and its ultimate demise. I gotta continue. <laughs> continue. And it didn't give it to me. Hold on. Hold on. It's, it's in here. It's in here. Okay, there it is. Teague explained that she began to explore spiritually in 2010 after her son died in hopes of finding a link to the other side. She said it was five years before Jack presented himself, and even then it took Teague months for her to believe he was who he said he was. She explains that she never encountered a physical being of Jack, but instead knew him through feelings of energy. <laughs> when confronted with the notion that people may see her as mad her belief, for her beliefs, Teague asserts that it's no different from people who give go to get a tarot reading or anything like that. Teague said her and Jack's relationship was intimate as opposed to physical. I've always really struggled with my sexuality from a young age, Teague said. I would identify as being on the, the asexual spectrum. So the physical body isn't really important to me. It's about the energy connection and the chemistry. Teague reveals that... Reveals now that the first time she noticed anything wrong with her relationship was a few months after their marriage. That's the first thing. <laughs> That's the first thing. Things happen. Things happen. You can't blame everything on the paranormal, admits Teague. But I also knew about spiritual attachments and possessions. Teague said she continued. She consulted with other people about her issues, but they assured her everything was fine. However. She says that her issues continually grew worse, eventually putting her into the hospital with a near-fatal bout of sepsis that required emergency surgery. Maybe because you're, like, fucking a 300-year-old rusty-ass pirate who's probably got scurvy. (laughs) Scurvy's not, like, a sexually transmitted disease. Shush, Danielle. (laughs) You're like, just go with it. Shut the fuck up. Right? timbers anyway Teague believed her former husband jack was the root of her problems he was basically like an energy vampire she said when spirits stay around too long they need an energy source and unfortunately jack was using me as an energy source wow he had never accepted his own death says teague so he wanted to continue living through my body (laughs) in the end in the end a lot of red flags in the end, there was a lot of red flags. The fact that you couldn't see them wasn't a fucking red flag. Oh, my God. Ugh. She's a red flag. Let's just start After there. She's the in dire I realized that it definitely was him, and it took me a while to figure out whether he knew or not that it was definitely him at the that, or that he intended me harm. Teague says that while she was long-standing health problems, none of which are mental health problems, 
Okay. That are never going to go away. Her overall health has dramatically improved since the exorcism. She Does she regret marrying Jack? In a way, I do. I regret it. And in a way, I don't because it's given me a lot of lessons. It's given me a lot of opportunity that wouldn't I, I wouldn't have had. I do believe that everything happens to us for a reason. She says that she has now cut all ties with the spiritual world. I was stronger than him ultimately. I'm proud of what I did and I'm really proud of how I managed to get my life back together. I'm much happier now. Oh my god. None of those were red. None of those issues were mental health. Not a single one. You know what though? Not even the fact that she was married to an imaginary ghost pilot. I know. But I mean, wouldn't it be like fucked up? Like if we like left this earth and we actually did go somewhere like the other side and we realized like that was some real ass shit. Like, spirits, you know, like, really can come through. Like, I'm you know, blah, blah, blah. I, Like, I believe spirits can come through. And I'm gonna let you know, if I'm a ghost and I'm dead and I can come down here and fuck whoever I want, I'm gonna be a ghost whore. <laughs> I'm gonna be a ghost I am. I'm gonna be Why a ghost whore. Why do you whore? say such things? Whore. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think Paco listens to any of these things because you'd be so in trouble. I'm t- I told Paco, I said it. Look, if I die, don't be mad if some girl is about to, like, climb on top of you and then she flies across the room by her hair, like, all magic-like. that's me <laughs> pointing the fuck out of you. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, I'm running through, like, my feed right now, and somehow I got, there's, like, this sponsored ad and it's from hippie runner functional runwear or whatever anyway there's a t-shirt on here that i swear to god i should get you and it says first of all eat a dick (laughs) and i really feel like that's where you need to be in this world and then here's this other one it says oh i don't drink just drugs for me thanks (laughs) i'm like that's so great but then here it is it says your dad is my cardio wouldn't that be I, fucking crazy I if I got that t-shirt? I would rock that shit. Oh I would my god. Paco like, would be so mad at me though. Paco would like, babe, why I gotta put that on? Oh my god, look, here's a, a hat because we all know that you like your chicken nuggies. Uh, I do love the nuggies. And it says nugs, not drugs. And it's got chicken nuggets on the hat. Right? I know, right? Uh, isn't that great? Oh my god. I cannot believe. Okay, so back to this woman. That is just absolutely insane. First right. of all, let's start there. I do not understand how people like this kind of, like, move along through life well, and manage to make it. Like, I'm just so confused. If you Google woman who married, they have woman who married herself, woman who married a ghost, woman who married the ragdoll, which you just read, woman who married the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> woman, who married, woman who married her cat, woman who married a carnival ride, I bet it was a zipper. <laughs> Woman who married a tree, woman who married a doll, and a woman who married her dog. I could see the dog thing. Could you, though? Because what is their marriage, though? Is it just, like, I'm going to marry my dog because I love him, or I'm going to marry my dog because I put peanut butter on my junk and let him lick it all? <laughs> Ew, I didn't even go to that. I didn't even go there. I didn't even There's think of that. There's some sick, twisted people in yeah, this no, world. Yeah, no, no. Oh, my. Oh, As that's Dolly so Parton said in Steel Magnolia, there are some pretty sick people. Tickets in this town. Sick tickets? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. You want to, speaking of sick tickets, so this is also from the Daily Mail. I might as well just suck their fucking dick. 
Because, I mean, they just are always posting the craziest right. fucking shit. Right, and we're not prepared, so go for what you know. I know, and I'll, I'll do much better. I just, if there's been so much happening over Look, here. I've been on a redecoration on. So if, kick. If this shit, like, if we skip a week or whatever, y'all need to understand that we got shits Well, on. on our platforms, I don't think anybody cares. The radio, they care. Yeah. Yeah, they radio, they're like, what the fuck? Like, well, where are you Well, we're paying them to... To fucking Pele Archon. I mean, it is what it is. So, so this is from um, June. So, June 22nd again. And it's super gonorrhea warning. Not the gonorrhea. Yeah. Austrian man catches drug-resistant strain off Cambodian prostitute as experts claim STI poses major global threat. And I'm thinking, holy fucking crap. I can't. Freddie is always telling me that he loves Cambodian breast milk. And no, now, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does all the time. Why would he say such a thing? Because he's he's Freddie, and he's gross. But he says, "Oh my, oh my God!" You what? Can, look, Freddie comes off as this super sweet guy, right? Like he's Freddie, he's happy. Freddie can say some dirty shits. He's been like sexually harassing Lori for like three months now at karaoke, and she he tried to kiss her not too long ago, and she was like, "What, really?" <laughs> Oh, my God. He told her, he whispered in her ear, I want to do bad things to you. And his funny little accent. You're talking about the guy who works down the street, uh-huh. right? Is he Nigerian or something? He is Kenyan. He's Kenyan. Okay. I was going to say, I'm like, yes. I know he's, Yes. I, I've seen him before, but I don't know that, well, I think I talked to him. It's been years since I've seen him, though. But anyway, all right, it says, the unidentified man in his 50s became infected after having unprotected sex with a prostitute while on holiday in Cambodia in Why April. are you still fucking? prostitutes at 50 well not like that but it's like and you know she's a prostitute and you went in raw dogging her in a third world country like what the actual fuckaroo you get what you deserve motherfucker right you kind of fucking get what you deserve could you imagine him like like remember the girl who sued geico right for the warts right. is he gonna now sue the cambodian government I, I got, you know, the STI while in your country fucking, like, because to me it's the same fucking thing. She went in, raw dog this guy, got warts, and now she's suing Geico. Like, right. I just don't understand it. It's like, uh, this stop guy, raw dogging people. This guy has fucking super gonorrhea. Yeah. So it says five days later when he returned home, he experienced a burning pain while urinating and discharge oh, from his penis. Jesus. Medical tests revealed he had gonorrhea and he has given standard antibiotics. While the drugs made his symptoms disappear, the man still tested positive, which meant the treatment had technically failed. Doctors called his strain extensively drug-resistant and different to one seen before. They warned it could effectively render gonorrhea untreatable if it was allowed to spread. Lead author of the report, Dr. Sonia Pleininger of the Austrian Agency for Health and Food Safety, said such strains poses a major global public health threat. Jesus, that we have enough of those. I know. If such strains manage to establish a sustained transmission, many gonorrhea cases might become untreatable, she said. <gasps> yeah, so it says, You've what is gone super? gone and done it. You've gone and made the COVID of diarrhea. Oh, my God. These two With are 17 right. million fucking variants. And this one's resistant to drugs. I know. If it's... your dick loses its smell and its taste, that's on you. <laughs> it's taste. <laughs> what the fuck? It says super gonorrhea refers to a strain of the bacteria behind the sexually transmitted infection that is resistant to one or more antibiotics normally used to treat it. In the UK, gonorrhea is usually treated with an injection of the antibiotic ceftriaxone into the thigh or buttocks. 
However, a new strain of the STI, which emerged in the Asian Pacific region, is resistant to this drug. These cases instead need to be treated with a different medication that the strain is not resistant to. Like the regular strain, supergonorrhea can easily infer can easily cause infertility and potentially life-threatening pelvic inflammatory disease. Every time disease. you say fucking super gonorrhea, I see gonorrhea running around with a cape. <laughs> Just a big G with a cape. It says the Cambodian sex worker was unable to be traced, meaning the situation could repeat itself. Oh my God, you're right, because she's just going out there just fucking everybody. She's making the, the money because it's a third world country. Yeah. It's a, ew, you want to hear what the symptoms are? Uh, yeah. I was going to say, you, you can't act like you're grossed out because some of the shit you be telling people to write into you is like, mm. mm-hmm. It says symptoms include a thick green or yellow discharge from the vagina or you penis. You got penis. And pain when urinating. It, oh my God. You got pussy pissed off penis. Oh, that's gross. That's just disgusting. And that's what you get, sir. That's what you get for going to a third world country and not using a motherfucking condom, you disgusting, disgusting man. <laughs> you know what I sometimes think? Because, all right. Like, don't get me wrong. I think sex work should be absolutely positively fucking legal. But I also think that you should use a fucking half a brain cell to figure out that maybe you should put a condom on when you're sticking your dick into something that if it had as many dicks sticking out of it as it had sticking in it, it would look like a porcupine. <laughs> All I could think of when you said that is before we started, you were like, and here's my grandbaby just waving at everybody, refusing to come out. Right. That's all I could think about is baby arms coming out of That's because Kenny's fucking halfway open. He's waving at passerbyers. He's, <laughs> he's stretching his legs. <laughs> um, You know what I think about, though? Like, have you noticed just the trend of how bad... Like, crime is, even lately. Like, how much worse it's getting. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, it's not that... Well, I'm just paying attention now. It's not that. Because you just see a lot. It's like there's this trend. There's just so much shit going on. Like, there's these kids that are just brazen. They go into stores with backpacks and big, huge duffel bags and just steal product and walk out with it. Right. And they're looking at the store owners because... Those stores have policies that you're not supposed to interact with those people who are stealing. Yeah. Because if you do, you're fired. But then you get in trouble when you don't interact because then you should have interacted. Like, these stores, their policies are fucking nonsense. Well, a lot of them won't do anything. And they'll just sit there and they'll go and they'll start just... One one video I saw, the guy was just loading up on deodorant. I'm like, what the fuck are you supposed to do with deodorant? Like, I'm not understanding why you're stealing deodorant. But, I mean, there's so much bad shit happening right now. And then you're seeing this stuff where you got, like, these, you know, gonorrhea. It's like, you can't, you know, like, that's close to being whatever. And do you think it's because, just hear me out on this. That we kind of got away from morals, like decency, you know, decency yes. um, being held accountable. Yes, I do. You know that kind of thing. Like it as is, a society, like this is what you get. It is the end of days. It's. I'm wondering. I don't know. It's like you know. I'm not. You know. I've always said. I'm. You know. I'm a Christian. I, I'll I believe you. that. I'll, 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 it's like you kind of wonder. I'll tell you why I think it's the end of days. First of all, Newark has a fucking sinkhole that you told me about. Oh yeah, that like was it's crazy. so fucking hot outside that our roads are melting. Yeah. Second of all, last night I went to eat a drumstick, a caramel drumstick ice cream, mm-hmm. and there was no caramel in there. <laughs> Not an ounce of fucking caramel, Nestle. <laughs> the fuck? Is that what you're putting in for the end of times? Lack of caramel? Jesus be a caramel fucking Werther's or something, because that shit had nothing in it. <laughs> and it hurt my soul. <laughs> it hurt your soul. Fucking assholes. <laughs> False advertisement. There's mass shootings everywhere. There's no caramel in my ice cream. Oh, my God. What is this world coming to? 
I don't know. I just, I think it's really scary. Like, they're even saying, well, it's kind of like the burners. You know, the, the people have been stealing those for a while. But even that's, like, on an uptick. Like, there's yeah. just tons and tons and tons of them being happening People all the time. People are bored, and we're in a recession, and we are, like, I don't all, know. I don't know that it's their board. I don't know that it is. We are all struggling financially right now, and we have to remember that, you know, there are people that were struggling before all this hit. And mm. poverty breeds crime. It is. So whose responsibility do you think it is to get people out of poverty? I don't feel like it's the government's responsibility to get people out of poverty. Do I think it's the government's responsibility to give a helping hand for it? Yes, but not for the people who abuse it. How are you supposed to pick them out? Well, we know the people who abuse it. The pe- these people who are perfectly capable of working, who just don't. Mm. Um, and these people who, like, people who have Section 8 and then let their baby dad move in. Like, you're paying $12 a month for your fucking apartment, and your one rule is that you can't move anybody in, but you love your man so much you got to move him into your $12 fucking apartment. Yeah. Like, that's on you. If you and your kids are homeless because of that, that's because you made a bad life decision. You know what? I actually have a different theory. I think that society sort of dictates how you're supposed to live. So I think that your general vicinity, right? Because if you think about it, they say if you surround yourself with three millionaires, you'll be the fourth one. Right? If you surround yourself with people who are doing nothing, so will you. So, but there's also like this sort of socioeconomic thing, especially when you get into the cities where you're around like these people who don't know anything and they don't know any different. You know, they're being raised by people that are maybe uneducated, things like that. So, you know, there really is a weird line. It's when I ask you those questions, I generally don't have the answer to them. However, what I can tell you is that when you live in a society where you're expected to be, like, let's take it back to, like, 1950s, right? Where the man went to work, the woman stayed home, she did the kids, blah, 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 all the stuff, right? Society dictated that. That is what you expected. You expected to have your 2.5 kids in your nuclear family, right? And you were expected to live a certain way. A man was supposed to make a certain amount of money. You were supposed to go on at least one trip a year, you know, whatever it was, right? And you were supposed to drive this car and own this home, and that's how you're... Like, we are the people that decide collectively as a community how you are supposed to live. Because otherwise, you're sort of, like, kicked out of the community, right? We don't want to deal with that shit. But I really feel like we've kind of gotten away from that. Like, we have a lack of morals, a lack of accountability, a lack of responsibility. You know, those kinds of things. Yeah. A lack of work ethic. You know how I feel about people who don't own their shit. Well, Well, I mean, it's, like, actually one of my number one pet peeves. Like, sometimes it's very hard for people, and I understand that. But I, I do kind of look at the things that are going on, and now you think of this thing where you're, like, with the super gonorrhea, and I'm like, you know what, people are like, you know, hey, sexual positivity, let's fuck, let's bang, let's do all these things, when you're not married. And I don't even know that I care about that necessarily, but what if you're just, like, in a committed relationship where you're no longer sleeping around, and you both get tested before you start having sex? What if you don't have Well, that's how it's supposed all this to be. Cra- right, but, but who says that, But though? who says that? And it's not, to me, it's not slut-shaming. Like, to me, I feel like if you go out and you fuck anybody you want, that is on you. But mm-hmm. there are consequences to your actions. If yes. you are out there fucking without a condom and you get super gonorrhea, sorry, sir, I don't feel sorry for you. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I think that the whole thing with the Geico, the Geico girl, like, from, you know, what was it, two oh, yeah, podcasts ago? I don't ago? feel sorry for I'm her. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how is a judge going to look at this woman who raw dog some dude in a fucking Hyundai and then had the balls to come back and sue them? When she made that choice, that wasn't, like, she made the choice. It doesn't matter that he didn't disclose it. She right. made the choice knowing right. that this could happen to her. You have to take accountability because the world is not responsible for your bad but, fucking But decisions. you get the judgment, like, from that judge that says otherwise. So now you're setting up a precedent where, like, other people then can lack, take, uh, you know, the lack of their accountability 
and do the things that they're doing. And that is a completely litigious lawsuit that should have never been heard. It should have been thrown out on its fucking ear. I find it kind of crazy, but then this is the kind of world that we're living in. And this is, this is when you get super gonorrhea. This is where, why I want to move to a small country and meet a duke and marry him and live in his castle and be the princess of the Hallmark movie. Well, you know what? Look, they're fucking curing HIV. Like, they have it to the point now where they can give you these drugs and it's, like, undetectable. But you know what? We're going to fucking give you a clotted fucking green pussy. Right. We're going to give you a clotted green penis. That's what we're going to do. And it's going to fucking suck for you. I mean, come on. Like, I don't understand. But that's all about us not taking accountability and responsibility for our actions. Again. But it kind of makes you wonder. It's like we're getting away from a moralistic society where we have set no, expectations. We've been, we've been gone. We've been gone from that. I mean, but for but it's it just feels like it's getting out of control. Like, what about like the most recent shooting in Indiana? Thank God there was like a person there that like was packing and like took care of it. Yeah. And you're like, thank God for these people. But anyway, that is a show for another time. In the meantime, we're gonna leave you on super gonorrhea. <laughs> if you. If you know anybody who's married, I don't know, a cat, a dog, a table, um, write us in. A cat, a dog, a table? Write us in it straight from the net because we want to know about these people who are out there marrying crazy crazy things. You can write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at straightfromthenet. You can find me on TikTok at Jamie Hullible. Um, You can also find us, yeah, that's basically it. Like, that's it. Um, you can find us on all your major platforms where you listen to podcasts. But we have one thing that not all podcasts have. Danielle, what do we have? We have a radio show. That is right. Somebody thought it was a great idea to put us on the radio. You can find us every Friday morning at 10 a.m. on the WMLD, the voice of Hudson Valley Radio. If you're out of the area, you can get it on the app and all the major app stores. And what is it? Alexa, play WMLD. Yeah. Right? And they'll play it for you. So if you miss it every, if you miss it on Friday morning at 10, that's okay. They replay us again on Saturday at 7. And if you miss it, that's okay because I'm going to put it on our platform which is soundcloud <laughs> usually by 11 i usually sit it's right like around 11 o'clock and then it shoots out to all the other platforms so you can find us pretty much everywhere at this point but in the meantime we will see you next uh week and be good and and don't get fucking super fucking gone away unless people unless katie has a baby oh unless katie has her baby if katie has her baby you know maybe you want i don't know maybe katie will have her baby on like thursday and you can still come tuesday maybe you never know. Anyway, we're on Baby Watch, people. Yeah, we're on Baby Watch. So we'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Bye.